And what's up, everybody? Just want to tell you, you come support the show. Just go to truezilla.org forward slash donate. Got all the different options there, how to donate and contribute to the show, value for value, this and that, uh, Rockfin, Patreon, Bitcoin, whatever you want. So also, truezilla.org forward slash shirts. Get a shirt before it's too late. You know, once Teespring finds our store, <laughs> they're going to take it down. <laughs> so get them while you can. So anyway, guys, got an awesome show for you tonight. So enjoy. Welcome to Truthzilla. I am Megan, sitting here with my friends Scott and Ed. Hello. Our guest today is Craig Sawman Sawyer, the founder of Veterans for Child Rescue, which is dedicated to raising awareness about the epidemic of child rape trafficking right here in the United States. Craig is a veteran Navy SEAL who is now hands-on, boots on the ground, rescuing victims and putting predators behind bars. He is also the executive producer of the eye-opening documentary, Contraland. Craig, thank you for joining us. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on, guys. I expect this to be a good chat. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, man, I don't even know where to start. Like, I've got a whole list of things that I definitely want to cover while we're here. Well, but... I think I think before we just okay. get right into it, yeah, yeah, I, mean, yeah. I know you have a, a lot of credentials and a lot of history that make you the right man for the job of what you're doing today. Could you kind of give our listeners a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, your experience and uh, your military experience and how you ended up doing what you're doing today? Yeah, I'll be happy to, but I, I want to start with an, a word of encouragement to everybody. Everybody's the right man or woman for the job when it comes to stepping up for the children. I mean, that's the, just the honest truth. That's not a kind gesture or some kind of politically correct thing to say. That's the God's honest truth, man. It's it's incumbent upon each one of us to stand up for the little ones. So, uh, look, I started up in Texas. I was born there. All my family from Houston, Texas, and I went off to the Marine Corps and then into the SEAL teams and uh, wound up at the, the highest level of counter-terrorist operations at tier one level. And then uh, I did five years of federal law enforcement and then 10 years of high threat mobile security and uh, running high threat mobile security operations for the Department of State and uh, an intel agency that we don't talk about. And in, in that process, I met a lot of really powerful people, most of whom really honorable patriots and um, in every which agency and department. And some you run across, you're like, uh, I don't really see eye to eye with them. But overwhelmingly, I was really blessed to work with great people. So it wasn't until I, I was doing film and television work and I was asked to go run counter poacher operations in Africa for a new Animal Planet series called Rhino Wars that I, I kind of grew to appreciate the model, the, the tactic, if you will, of utilizing media to alert the populace to a major problem that we all can help with if we are only informed about it. And the series was supposed to do that for, for the rhinos to help save some of the last of the endangered rhinos. And I thought, man, when I came back home and I started learning more about child trafficking and just how ugly, I mean, how utterly abusive and cruel and destructive child trafficking really is in the United States. I got, I, well, at first I got my heart broken and then I got really, really ticked off and angry about it. And I, I found that for, for me, I can't, as a warrior, I can't turn away from something that I have seen to be the most 
the deepest and darkest and most ugly attack on our nation. Everybody that I serve to defend, the most precious and innocent are the little children. Right. You know, we don't know if they're going to grow up to be a jerk of of an adult, right? They're still little, innocent, precious little babies. And they haven't developed that uh, personality or that, that ability to kind of be a a, a jerk yet, you know what I mean? They're, they're, they're the people that have done no wrong and uh, just seeing them absolutely tortured to death in a lot of these cases and yeah. just um, intentionally tormented and traumatized. I, I'm like, okay, I can't, I can't look away from this. I'm going to have to throw my back into it and fight this. And how can I fight this now as a father and a busted up veteran uh, I don't have my law enforcement badge and credentials anymore. I don't have a SEAL team um, surrounding me, the, the might of the U.S. Navy uh, behind me anymore with all the tanks, planes, and guns, and, uh, you know, belt-fed machine guns and rockets and all the things that we utilize to make war on terrorists. So what is it that I can do? And I realized exposing it is the biggest thing I can do to start with because I realized that it is a covert operation. Child trafficking in the United States is a domestic covert operation. It's big business. It's estimated anywhere from 38 to $50 billion a year, folks. So that means it's bigger than all pro sports combined. Mm-hmm. So that's a, that's a serious problem. That's a threat to every single yeah. American because it's, it's destroying and wiping out the minds of, of our next generations. And it's yeah. been going on for uh, almost over 50 years now, increasingly yeah. so. So I realized a documentary was the best weapon I could bring against this attack, against my, my people and my homeland, to expose it. Now, it wouldn't just be me fighting it, but I'm and trying to recruit 320 million Americans to do a little something. We don't all have to just go huge and dedicate our entire lives to it like I am, uh, but we all can do a little something. We can all share a, a link or sh- let people call them and tell them about Contraland or tell them about our organization, our mission, or around your congressman or, or get and elect better, stronger senators and congressmen and governors and mayors in office who will stand up for the children with us yeah. rather than look the other way while this industrial scale destruction continues and even grows. So I, I spent three years filming Contraland and it aired to 90 million households on July 25th of uh, 2020. Thank God it was a um, we had a lot of hostility and a lot of challenge trying to mm-hmm. silence us. Mm-hmm. And without going into a long uh, list of it, we've had big tech th- uh, delete accounts and prevent us from crowdfunding and on and on and on and on. So the big tech industry has demonstrated to us what side that they're on. They're on yeah. the side, not only of, the, of Marxism, godless Marxism, but they're on the side of pedophilia and child trafficking, the absolute yes. destruction of an entire generation or multiple generations of children. So that was a little bit of a, <clears throat> a disappointment to learn about. I can't say it was too much of a surprise because in the intelligence community, I'd learned quite a bit about <clears throat> the corruption and the nature of, of a lot of humans and what how they abuse authority and uh, why our founding fathers were so brilliant at minimizing the, the role of government. Yeah, But uh, that's what I've been doing, man. So we found that with my law enforcement background. I could run joint operations with federal and local law enforcement and we could run sting operations and border operations. And we've gotten 23 
child predator arrest so far with a 100% conviction rate. And we're spinning up a bunch more. We got 23 federal criminal investigators on our uh, vetted and on our team now under a full-time program manager and 30 Intel analysts. So a lot of these guys are 20 and 30 year veterans of different mm -hmm. agencies. Mm -hmm. So we're grateful for that level of talent and support and horsepower. And of course, on the operator side, the, the Delta and DevGrew operators and and Bortac guys that uh, I've known for decades that I've got, I've got a couple hundred of those guys that I could really reach to if I, if I need those type of numbers, but really most of our stuff is investigative and uh, media driven so far. So we do need some high threat over overwatch. Sometimes we bring uh, some of my brothers in and they'll, they'll, uh, they'll watch the surrounding area to, to engage any, any high threat that may roll in to try to stop our operations and yeah. monitor electronically and all these kinds of things. But yeah. And that's essentially what we're doing, man. We're just a bunch of veterans who love our our families, and we love children, we love our country, and we don't want people raping and selling and destroying children. It's really that simple. Yeah. And it's frustrating that people try to paint it with all these different political, mm -hmm. you know, stripes, and they try to separate and divide everybody. And I'm like, no, no, no. We're human beings. We all need to safeguard the children. Yeah. None of us wanted to be raped and tortured when we were children. So let's all agree to stop this madness. So yes. that's really what it's about, guys. And it just seems like that should be an issue that we should all be able to get behind yep. and unite, really. Right now, we're so divided, but this this should be an issue that everybody should be able to get behind. But, you know, as you said, big tech um, and, and really a lot of the media, like it seems like they, a lot they're, of the bad guys a lot are. Of, there's a lot yeah. of silence behind it. They, yeah. you know, or they... Yeah, straight put it down. But um, I guess one of the things I, I thought about when you're talking about that, and you know, we all watched uh, the movie recently too. And uh, what, what's the problem at the border right now, and how is that related to the trafficking going on right now? And uh, what what are you finding there, and uh, what can we do to help with that? Wait a minute, problem at the border? <laughs> yeah, what, what part? <laughs> I mean, our vice president hasn't even been down there. She's in charge. Yeah. And she hasn't even been down there. It yeah. must, there must not be any problem yeah. according yeah. to uh, the white house. Yeah. Yeah. Well, offense. <laughs> yeah, guys, yeah. look, uh, it's, it's demoralizing and that's their intent. That's, that's the intent of Mark Marxism. Uh, the entire campaign is, is to demoralize our population, to destabilize our populace for easy takeover. Yes. And that's what's happening right now with yes. the whole election fraud and the, COVID fraud and all the things that we see aren't, aren't adding up to the, to the scientific and factual statistical 100%. data. It's all because it's a, it's all a campaign of lies. It's yes. a political agenda for power, right? So you guys Absolutely. get it. Absolutely. 100%. But down at the board, I've spent some time rolling with law enforcement friends of mine and my God, they are overrun. It's an absolute blitzkrieg. Mm -hmm. The, uh, well, there's no really correct way to, there's no, there's no soft way to put it. We've got a president that sent out the clear message internationally that, oh yeah, come into the United States. We won't stop you. Mm -hmm. We want you here. Right. And so we're, we're, we're seeing numbers, unprecedented numbers pouring into the United States and law enforcement are overwhelmed. So some of these agencies, you've got guys, one or two agents per vehicle. And some of the local smaller agencies, they may only have one or two agents on duty for a shift. 
and they're all responding to each other's calls because they're they're backing each other up and supporting each other. So let's say there's five or 10 illegal aliens of any type and, and they're coming from all over God's green earth. I mean, we're getting Islamists, we're getting terrorists, we're getting uh, Chinese spies, we're getting mm -hmm. Russians, we're getting everybody. Everybody's coming in across our border. When you don't have any control, you're getting everything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And ultimately our law enforcement are, are estimating they're they're able to stop less than half yeah. of the hordes coming across um so they're doing the best they can guys they are getting in their vehicles and they're they're going up and down and like in in texas you know it's a it's a river border there's no fence or anything in most places and they're they're patrolling the river and there's there's thick bushes on the a lot of times on both sides of the river and it's easy to get right across there without being seen and there's a lot of border patrol presence there's, you know, every hundred yards or every 50 yards, sometimes you'll see a border patrol vehicle and the agents are doing their level best. Uh, the locals are patrolling back and forth and there'll be five or 10 illegals come across some, somebody will make a call out to, for backup. And then five or 10 different units will show up there to, to augment and, and cover each other. And then they'll, they'll get a call 10, 10 minutes or 45 minutes later. Oh yeah. There's 200 that went by on the other side of town right. while, you know, a lot of us were over here. So it's a, it's a shell game or a, a game of whack-a-mole, you know, uh, there's, there's a lot of drones up. There's a lot of informants that uh, a lot of, you know, the Mexican drug cartel have, have bought up a lot of homes on the United States side of the border, right on the river. And uh, a lot of the ranches that uh, are, are involved in the Arizona and Texas side and a lot of informants and a lot of their people live in the United States. So they're just watching law enforcement and constant tel telephone and radio control, yeah. letting them know where law enforcement are and where the gaps are so that they, they can exploit it. Now, <clears throat> this is a, a pretty silly arrangement because it's not safe for anybody. There's a lot of high-speed chases. I mean, just as one example, there's high-speed rollovers. These vehicles are trying to run from law enforcement. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, sometimes they roll and they scatter bodies everywhere. And uh, it's, I don't want to see that, that happen to anybody, right. you know, no matter what they've done. Right. I don't like illegal immigration. I don't like criminal invasion. There's a right way to immigrate. Sure. And there's a respectful and honorable way to do it. It's, it's always been done that way. So why now all the secrecy and high-speed chases and this lunacy, this, this chaotic madness you know, that's what's so upset to see in the law enforcement exhausted and demoralized and they're being demonized by the news media mm -hmm. who's backed by the, the leftist cabal, yeah, you know, right, yeah, right, with this sure. whole Marxist uh, agenda. So you've got good people, American patriots down there, most of them doing their level best. Each agency has a percentage of corruption, right? So the cartel can buy uh, the weakest at the mm -hmm. bottom of, of each agency, the bottom 10 to whatever percent agency depending uh it's the those of weak moral character that, that will sell out their country and take uh, x amount of dollars yeah. sure. uh, to to betray their country so uh, the weak turn and, and operate against all of us so that's sad to see but that's a reality and it's not really anything new there's always been a percentage of weak character people who are the corrupt that ruin life for all the good people right but most of them are doing their best and they're they're um they're um they're being demonized as as uh, racist and all these other things 
just for doing their jobs. And um, it's heartbreaking as a patriot to see the people divided. You know, they want to say that you hate me and I hate you because whatever, because you're taller than me or I'm fatter than you or I'm older than you or I live in a different state or every way that they can divide us, they're dividing us. Yes. And that's where the racist thing comes from. Most people aren't racist. Yeah, there are some racists, but overwhelmingly that's not really a thing that's, that's shaping people's lives uh, the way that the media is telling us. So look, when you're peddling tyranny, you need a lot of deceit. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And that's why people hate the news media now, as they realize more and more the news media is lying to all of us and betraying all of us. And the thing that guys that I can't bring myself to to comprehend is what are these news media? I'm not talking about the big news executives that are the billionaires or whatever. And they're, they're, they're resigned their, their hearts to the Satan or whatever kind of Looney Tunes (laughs) program they're on. But I'm talking about the anchor, the person that sits down at the desk and says to the American people, There is no problem at the border. Mm -hmm. Everything is good. Don't worry. Go back to your homes. Um, Communism is good. Marxism is good. Socialism is good. Freedom is bad. How do they think that it's going to work out for their family and everybody they've ever cared about? Everybody they love. Did they not not get it? That everybody they care about is going to be put under the boot of this Marxist tyranny with the rest of us? Do they think, do they imagine themselves getting in a rocket and flying off to Mars to some magical utopia or something? Because I don't see how they're going to escape it. And and it baffles me. I I think it's a very strange thing that they're somehow detached Mm -hmm. from the reality. We're all in this. Yeah, they they are detached. You could say the same thing about and, like the big pharma. You know, I mean, these people that are injecting, you know, our kids, and, and now with the, the COVID vaccines. Like, I mean, how do these people go home and sleep at night? And you know, I, I do think. I mean, I agree with you hundred percent. I I think that they've. It's been a long game though of like the the cancel culture has really played a big piece in it. Um, yeah. I think I think that has, but also just the incentives. I mean, you know, all these companies are owned by a, a handful of people at this point, right? And they've mm-hmm. just created incentives right. down the line. And right now, with the, like the media, like like right now, all they're trying to do is create fear, which creates ratings, right? Yeah, fear yeah. ratings, and, and they don't they don't care whether they're telling you the truth or not. It's yeah, but it, it the unfortunately. Unfortunately, with the child trafficking issue specifically, it just doesn't seem it's, it doesn't go along with the narrative, so it just gets canceled, right? It just gets canceled right away. Well, and the people who own, I mean, these big corporations and and these, you know, the deep state players and all these big guys, they're they're facilitating it. That's the Luciferian agenda. That's the satanic agenda. This isn't starting at the bottom up. It's from the top down. And it's and it's, you know, infected every corner of humanity at this point. And it's it's. uh, yeah, it's I mean, I, I would argue too. I mean, how esoteric you want to get with it? I mean, you can look back to how this has been prevalent throughout history, you know, and then it's 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 uh, you know the, the idea of child sacrifice, right? And then mm-hmm. just the, I mean, I don't know if we necessarily want to go there with this conversation, but it's just like you know that seems to be you mm-hmm. know like when we when we discuss like the what currency is of the world, on, like like we 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 talk about you know the 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 scale of this the scale of this and the implications of this and, and why these children are being used in this manner and and you know so why i would argue you know some of these people that you mentioned like the the news anchors and stuff like they probably are corrupted and mm-hmm. they probably are bought off and they're probably compromised they're compromised in the ways that 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 a person you can't 
you can't you can't uh, go against the narrative when they have this type of dirt on you that involves children. And you know? I would say at at the highest levels, maybe your Anderson Coopers are, you yeah. know, like, but um, but you know, your local news acres, I don't think that they necessarily yeah. are. I just think the incentives have been corrupted over time, yeah. right? Well, and it's maybe yeah. like like you know the lower level, like you know within you know the health community, like they're they're brainwashed and they don't want to lose their jobs. And I think yeah. that's a big thing they hit. It's just like with the COVID lockdowns, and this is, I mean, but it's just a parallel how they hit people in the pocketbook. They make you afraid you're going to lose your job. You can't provide for your family. You just yeah, all you have to do is read this script and every news outlet is reading the same script and so i think it just becomes that cognitive dissonance well we're just gonna we're just i'm just doing my job you know and and i agree i don't nazis just did their job but yeah. but yeah but to be fair people are in certain positions in their jobs anywhere that you want to find employment based on who they are inside and so there's it, i don't think that by and large it's a mistake that people that are in these positions of power in these positions of reporting are are there because obviously they're not going to put they're not going to put scott or ed or me behind a microphone in front of them because we you know what i mean so you they're looking for specific people they're looking for control right. yep. you know people who are detached mind and soul and that when when you have controlled. that break you can be controlled yeah so we can basically look at the people in any liberal news outlet as empty souls yes. yep. willing to betray us all yes. and literally uh, sociopathic yes. about yep. it. They are. 100%. No compassion, no yep. comprehension of how it affects their children and grandchildren. Mm -hmm. Just uh, empty, pathetic souls. Mm -hmm. Well, that's how I see them anyway. It's, I agree with you. 100%. 100%. I appreciate you, you, you pointing out that um, their selection process is, keeps that in mind. Of course, it's what they do. Because right. anybody that does speak out, and there have been several on the liberal outlets that have spoken the truth, and boy, we watch what happened to them. Yep. Boom! Yeah. They are fired. Yep. You know, there's a few outlets, there are a few examples, I mean, that, that were, that uh, you know, and they talk about it later, like, my gosh, I said one thing, and it was like, yeah. you know, you don't expose the narrative. You don't yeah. admit it on this channel, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. No. Oh, that's just an unfortunate part of the times that we're in. And uh, no, Scott, it's not um, the child sex trafficking hasn't started just now. Yeah. And uh, but, um, you know, throughout history, there's always been scumbags. But now yes. I think with the Internet and with mm -hmm. the accessibility of the imagery and the porn industry. Yeah. yeah. Um, did you know that Pornhub is uh, the CEO of Pornhub is more wealthy than um then who is it um who's bezos bezos is uh amazon amazon amazon, yeah. amazon and another major corporation combined somebody wow. just told me the other day probably apple maybe i, I don't know apple or uh maybe it, yeah <laughs> maybe it was yeah no i wish i hadn't brought it up because i can't i can't bring it home here, let's, let's, let's but anyway, it let's check it out. I thought well, I, I watched that. There's a lot of money in, in child, not just child porn, but in the entire porn industry. Sure. And it's just right. feeding this, it does. this perversion and a little doesn't do it after a while. That's you, it. You know, like that song, a little got mile and mile while. Right. Well, that's, that's what happens with <laughs> people. They get numb to a little yes. bit and they need more and more and yes. until it gets to where they're doing some weird stuff with animals and they're harming people people and children they're, they're getting often on some sick stuff that never was supposed to be right and uh, i think that easy access is helping accelerate the problem so i think it's not that abusing children is a new problem i think it's it's exploding right now mm -hmm. under weak leadership mm -hmm. and the signal under obama and now under biden that it's free reign 
right. have at the children because nobody's coming at you under my watch. Nobody's right. coming for you, sadly. Right. And uh, it's heartbreaking to see this wholesale destruction. Right. Just the gates are wide open. So uh, well, here's something that says that uh, so Pornhub has more user data than Netflix or Hulu. And so they're just like scouring and storing our data. Like, of course, right? Of course. People with data. Who, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I was really glad that you mentioned the, the pornography aspect in the documentary, too. Um, I know that's a really touchy subject uh, worldwide to talk about pornography being any sort of a devil. And, and I will say that we're all... You know, sitting at the table, we're all very much about free will and what people do as consenting adults is on them. And, and so we're, we're all about that. But I think that it would be a mistake as human beings and aware human beings to ignore the fact that um, watching pornography, even between consenting adults, um, it, it does become a dark energy. What you're doing is you're, you're entertaining a low vibrational energy. And, what, and it does. It desensitizes you. It makes you need more and more and more. And and often on a lot of these, uh, in fact, just um, after <laughs> after I watched that documentary the other night, I actually went on to, I don't remember which, I think it might have been Pornhub, but I don't remember one of those. But one of the top search categories is for father-daughter. And it just put off a light bulb for me. Because what we've talked about, like with Netflix, what we've talked about, like with you know Hollywood, basically sexualizing children, and you know the whole what what was the uh, the the book that you spoke of in the documentary? Remind me, um, the Kinsey report. Yeah, Kinsey. Yeah. Uh, all of this, um, it it just has set such a tone, and the lower vibrational, the weakness of humans, and and the and the humans that are really detached soul from mind can latch onto that and can feast and feed on it. It is an energetic feast for demonic energy. And so when people are logging on and they're looking at things that are quote unquote appropriate and consensual, but they are also being exposed to things that are not appropriate and some things that get sli that slip through that are not consensual. And I think that anyone that's probably ever spent any time browsing pornography can see that it's there's it's clear that there is non-consensual and underage, visually underage things going on, on these mainstream pornography sites, and it, and it feeds and feeds and feeds this monster, and it and it creates a dissonance among humanity that it's that it's okay. This is okay. I can just log on, and it's okay because this is an eighteen and over site, and everything that's on here is okay. And the truth of the matter is that comes to discernment as human beings. We have to be careful what we expose ourselves to in, in any realm. We need to be careful what our eyes see. We need to be careful what our minds perceive and what our hearts take in. And we need to guard the parts of us that are meant to guard others. So. Yeah, agreed. I mean, and to guys who would say, well, saw man, you're trying to take my porn from me, yeah. bro. <laughs> you know, it's, I love my porn. Well, yeah. it's not about taking something from you. It's about recognizing the fact that and industry is run by absolute scumbags. Yeah. And what that dopamine hit that you get by looking at something pleasurable doesn't, doesn't, it's not sustainable right. with the same content. Our brains adapt. Right. And once your body, you know, creates this dopamine hit, it's not going to create the same dopamine hit if you watch the same thing over and over again. Right. You, your body's a, it's adjusting to it. Your brain's, you know, very, very smart. So, you watch something different and then you watch it more and you, more, and you watch different, different, different. And then next thing you know, you watch a hundred things that look the same scenario. Then you want something different to trip your dopamine. And right. then it gets to where it, 
it's like any other addiction. Guys start watching things that are different and different and different and different. And the next thing you know, they're sitting in front of me and I'm asking them. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. about to get handcuffed. Yeah. And I got an entire house full of SWAT team mm-hmm. and K9 unit. And we got surveillance out at the, at the edges of town, at the edges of the neighborhood and everything. And I'm saying, hey, look, man, how did you get here? Mm-hmm. What got you on this road where you came here to rape two 12-year-old girls? Right. And they'll say, and they'll be honest about some of the things, you know, they'll lie about how they got there or whatever. But when, when I ask them honestly about how they got started in this, they'll think back and go, well, a friend of mine sent me some porn and some, you know, lady had this little kitty costume and she was like a acting like a child and it was kind of juvenile style porn and I started watching it and then I got to where I watched it more and then now I'm here I'm like well number one that that was no friend of yours to yeah. send you that 100%. and number two you didn't do yourself any favors by watching it did you right and you never stopped and then here you are you've become a monster mm-hmm. do you have any idea what raping these children would have done to them and how many would you have had to rape ever after to get your say to get yourself satiated yeah so it's not about taking porn from you guys it's not it's not i want everybody happy man right Uh, but there's a there's a there's a healthy and normal and natural way to do things so if you need your woman to be hanging from the light fixture and a fire (laughs) engine hat and you know spinning in the light with you know fireworks in her ears and all kinds of th- stuff that's you know those Sounds things hot. aren't really normal <laughs> and you can get off on some weird stuff that yeah. isn't fun for the lady and yeah. it's not good for her but they'll act it out in porn to give the guys the whatever customers that are at that dep- level of pro- depravity get their dopamine hit so that they'll keep paying and watching so we got to realize it's not an honest industry it's not not everything that you see in porn is normal and natural and fun for all players. In fact, most of it, I would submit to you, is not. And I yeah. think if if we're intellectually honest about it, that's when we realize, okay, Craig's not trying to take my porn from me. Right. He's trying to keep our society from becoming depraved yes. abusers. Yes. Well, destroying each other. And it's dehumanizing. And I think that I mean, I'm an adult woman who's interacted with adult males in this society, and I have interacted with men that have been so involved with pornography and tried to have any sort of interaction in a romantic setting and it and it's so it's so wrong it's off they they've completely forgotten that women are human beings and and i can only i'm like if if women like it's it's an unrealistic expectation about what women are and what we're here for and what our body it, it completely is and i'm not going to say that all pornography is degrading some of it is arousing that's fine again but i but i think that the overall tone the overall tone. And as a woman who's seen this happen with men that are my peers, I can only imagine the depravity that when you take low vibrational humans and take that a rung down and they're preying on children. And the truth of the matter is too, and, and I feel like this is one of the things, at least in my, because I was, when I was in school, it was for uh, criminal justice. And one of the paper, I had a, uh, 
uh, an FBI agent that taught one of my classes and our final paper was supposed to be, I don't remember what it was, but I completely wanted to disregard what his paper was and I wanted to write a paper on statutory rape because I felt that that's one of the things in society that tends to be like that. I feel like they use it as the gray bubble, like, oh, she was 16 and he was 20. Oh, she was 13 and he was 17. Like, oh, they're just in love. Like, it's just, they're young. And, and it becomes blurred when it's not blurry. It's not blurry at all. Children cannot consent. They are not emotionally or physically or psychologically competent to consent to having their bodies violated or taken advantage of or used in any way, shape, or form. They're not emotionally capable of reciprocating what's being taken from them. And so the whole idea behind it being just not a quote unquote big deal because it's just teenage girls or it's just consensual well it's not they don't have the ability to consent and the and the truth of the matter is it's not 12 and 13 and 16 year old girls only it's four-year-old boys it's three-year-old girls it's infants it's all of them they've come for all of them and the younger they are the easier they are to torture and to ruin and to destroy and that is exactly what the evil wants and that is the thing that we all need to be standing up and speaking out against and, and very much in in a lot of what we're talking about though is it's there's another level of not being consensual because these people are bought by somebody else they're yes. they're being sold to to, to men yes. right they're, yes they're they're already like not in control of their their own bodies right that absolutely point, you, know? Yeah. you know you've got so, people there's something i like to go I'll, ahead scott i was just gonna say real quick too like with there and there's people at very influential positions that you know like the alan dershowitzes of the world right yeah. who's like just notorious for back in the 90s writing articles like advocating for lowering the age of consent right and then recently so right now and 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 you know when with the uh, whole topic of consent you know we have this issue with the vaccines where now they're, they're trying to make it so that children can consent to having a vaccine without their parents' permission, right? And they're trying to lower that age, lower, 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 and lower. And I saw a CDC article talking about this exact issue, and they are, they brought up the whole idea of implied consent. Yep. Yep. And as I'm reading this, as I'm reading this article, like my whole mind is going to like, okay, they're just trying to like normalize this idea of implied consent. And the whole thing talks about like, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. the, and literally it says like, okay, so. Implied consent means we notify the parents that the vaccination is going to happen on this date. And if the child happens to be at the vaccination site on the day of the event, then that's implied that the parent didn't do what the parent was supposed to do to prevent that child from getting there. And therefore, that is considered consensual. And just and to be like, to be okay. clear, I want to make a point, though, on that. It wasn't a CDC. It was a World Health Organization. World Health Organization. So, okay, so you, that you, might you, not you. apply to our laws here as okay. of now. But they're but saying they're, that's, but, but but that's they're what they're trying. They're, they're normalizing. They're saying, it. well, yes. the parent didn't do anything to protect the child. Therefore, we can do whatever we want to the child. Sure. Right. Yes. Like that's All insane. right, Megan, Ed, yes. Scott, here's something <laughs> I, I want each of you to carry away from this chat. The left likes to lord science over people mm -hmm. as though somehow they understand science better than everybody else. Obviously, that's another lie. But mm -hmm. the truth is, science has learned that children's brains, humans' brains, are not fully developed. Mm -hmm until the age of around 23 to 25 mm. years of age. So there's very good reason that certain things aren't available to us until at least 18 or even 21 years of age. Some of those things may should be pushed back to 23 or 25 mm -hmm. because the outer cortex and frontal lobe are not fully developed mm -hmm. until those ages, until your mid twenties. So your, your more long-term rational, problem solving analytical brain is not yet fully developed so a child 
cannot advocate against a full-grown predatory adult. That's why we can never allow them to normalize raping a child. It will always be rape because the child physically and and psychologically cannot advocate for themselves. They can't do it. That's science. So if they want to bring up science, say, yeah, I'm glad you brought up science. It is fact that, and go into the brain development. And you can look it up and and grab... uh, things probably from the, the Reisman Institute, Dr. Judith Reisman mm. on our board, yeah. uh, God rest her soul. She passed away recently, but you can see her in Contraland. I interviewed her in Contraland. She yep. talks about uh, the brain development and some of her studies. So she she's a strong advocate for children, a champion for children. And, uh, you know, that's another example of how we can all fight. I mean, she fought so bravely and so valiantly for the little ones and the nasty leftist media tried to demonize and smear her just like they they did Donald Trump or anybody else that stands up against this global communist narrative. If you stand up and speak the truth, they're gonna smear your name. I mean, I got people out there smearing my name saying I'm the opposite of everything I'm actually physically and factually doing, right? So you have to, we have to be a little tougher we have to be stronger and reach down and, and find our moral courage to stand yes. up and fight back mm-hmm. i mean our, even our little baby girl our daughter was raped and traumatized and she decided to fight back and yeah. she she you know participated in some of our operations and help us put away nine child predators yeah you know that's such a powerful part of the movie. I yeah. have to just yeah. comment yeah. on that. Like, yeah. um, so, so much- you know, if a little girl can fight back and a little old lady, Dr. Judith Reisman, 86 years old, and just a still a world-class champion for children, if they can fight, then why would any of the rest of us be any less capable mm-hmm. of, of standing up for the little ones? So it's literally available for all of us. We can all be heroes. Yeah. We can be heroes. Absolutely. Yeah. It, 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 it can be a little rough sometimes when you have all these vicious attacks. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we're standing in our truth. Like, we know that we are aligned with the truth. We're aligned with the with righteousness. And so I can always fall back on that and, and get some encouragement and just some solace in the fact that, like, okay, I'm in the right place. I'm not crazy. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm not all these things that they're trying to paint me to be. They they stand for nothing. And so right. I I know where I'm at. And I'm comfortable where I'm at. So you can say whatever you want. You yeah. can say whatever you want. I love I love a meme that I saw a friend of mine post recently on Facebook. She said, uh, "I need a new conspiracy theory because all of mine came true." Yeah, I, got, I got a T-shirt that says that. Yep. Yeah. I got a T-shirt it's that so says true. that. It's so yep. true. It's so true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I do think uh, we were just talking about this with another guest recently, but just like COVID kind of separated the the men from the boys. I guess would be yep. one way of saying it. Just like I feel like like I most of the people I know and that I'm associating with today like have really stepped into their truth more yep and a lot of people have just fallen by the wayside of sheep sheeps yep. at this point especially you know? here we're in eugene like, oregon yeah we we're like it's oh. bad here <laughs> it's bad here <laughs> yeah it's pretty yeah. bad so anyway um one of the things that i wanted to get into and so like uh you know i i used to actually work at uh, a place that um specialized in you know helping disadvantaged children you know some children that came from like you know situations of abuse, stuff like that. Um, and, uh, I was more on like the drug and alcohol outreach side of it because there was a lot of that going on, um, with the, with the families. Right. And it was interesting because I got into some conversations with people and, uh, you know, 
and, and I would bring up the idea of like industrial level child trafficking, you know, stuff like this. And then a lot of the people there, I think, are so blind to it. And one of the main objections that I heard was um, that's all just fantasy. That's all just cartoon stuff. And especially it was like around the time like the Q stuff was just was like maybe 2017, 2018 when the Q stuff was starting to come out. You know, Donald Trump was very much, you know, it was it, he was the be- the biggest bad guy in the history of the universe, and so the correlation between him and the Q movement and the Q movement specifically talking about you know the child, the child trafficking side of side of that, and, and it gave it like a cartoonish allure, and they were saying that, that it's distracting from the real child abuse that is happening in the home, and I have to say that like of course yes that goes on, um, of course, and and you know I don't know maybe half maybe half and half maybe there is a little bit more on the side of like abuse that happens in the home you know, uh, but that doesn't discredit the fact that the phenomenon of child trafficking doesn't exist. And so what would be your response to somebody who is completely blinded to it saying it doesn't exist, it only happens in the home, and, and all of this is just cartoonish nonsense? Well, there's a couple things. Uh, number one, I mean to satisfy that by filming a, an entire yeah. series, <laughs> a documentary series that we've got underway Good. Uh, nice. to, to just show them every single week more of, of the true factual reality uh, will show all the cases and the victims and the witnesses and the arrests all of it uh, in good faith just straight up here's mm-hmm. here's the here's what's happening in in the realm of child trafficking na- nationwide um, I think there are, there are people who are um, it, it's healthy to be skeptical when people start telling you about something that you don't know of Mm-hmm. But it's also healthy to begin digging in and doing the research and vetting the sources to see who the people are that are putting out the information. So it, there are people out there who are, who are I call them clickbait predators mm-hmm. or hope porn predators. They prey on people's hopes and they say, oh, there's massive underground wars, aliens and Marines and SEALs and thousands, tens of thousands of children being rescued. And I'm like, no, there's not. Yeah. You, you idiots are just out to get clicks Mm -hmm. that you're monetizing on your video channel and you don't care about children because you're ruining, you're making a cartoon mockery of the real cause. Yep. Mm -hmm. And no, there's not giant alien wars with 35,000 children rescued at a time underneath New York city and, in California, straight up lies. But is there child trafficking? You bet there is. Is it the fastest growing criminal enterprise on earth? Mm -hmm. Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do people move children through tunnels? Yes, they do. Yes. So they they take a little bit of reality and oh, and are there deep underground facilities that military use to to keep um, command centers and nuclear weapons and so forth in every major country? Yes. Mm-hmm. Are they giant facilities? In a lot of cases, yeah, they're pretty big. Um, but I have seen zero credible evidence from any source that our large military facility, underground facilities are being utilized for child trafficking. Everybody that I've seen uh, post that story has been an absolute lunatic mm-hmm. and a scumbag with no regard to the truth mm-hmm. and no dedication to accuracy and factual evidence. And uh, there's only two or three people putting out those stories, but they reach very, very far because I get hit with questions all the time. Craig, do you know about the, mm-hmm. the dumbs facilities? I'm like, yeah, I know about them. You know, I know a lot of people, the high, highest level of, of uh, national defense, the, um, 
legends in the national security realm and they hate child trafficking. They're helping us fight it. And I know a lot of people involved in, in of course I was in the Marine Corps and in the SEAL teams, right? Mm -hmm. So I, I've got, I've got a lot of that pedigree. And a lot of my, my contacts are still there. So, I, you know, when I started researching to see if there was anything to any of this, they're like, no, Craig, the Marines are jocking up. They're going to go on their Westpac tour just like normal. Yeah, they're, they're jocking up on Pendleton. They're loading up. Mm -hmm. And that's the only thing that's going on, you know. But somebody that's never been in the military, <gasps> the Marines are going underground to do this big thing because I saw them on, you know, they're, they're loading up trucks and stuff. And it's just... I think we just have to be careful. Yeah. And if we, if all of this madness causes the general populace to begin the simple ethical uh, habit of vetting the sources of the information. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Let's say Ed puts something out. Okay. Who is Ed? What's his pedigree? What's his background? How did he come across the information? What's his motive? Like what kind of person is that? Is he a lifelong felon and creep and rapist? And is he, you know, got all these, you know, charges and he's a liar and all these kind of thing? Or is he an honorable, straightforward dude that's lived a, a, a good life and we can base his motives on his actions, yes. right? Yeah. Whether it's good or bad, each person has a, a direction and uh, that they've taken their life and they've, they've taken actions and made decisions for all those years and that means something yeah. mm -hmm. but the people online fail to see all that and they'll just take an article and go this must be true well without asking who wrote the article and what motive mm -hmm. like what kind of person what type of source wrote it and what is their motive for writing it sure. we need 100%. to all ask that when we do that we get to the bottom of no, what's the nature of the source are we getting this from msnbc or are we getting this from uh, one American news network there's a difference yeah. right mm -hmm. and yeah. all the individual sources matter too so I think that's a really helpful thing that we can put out to everybody is hey folks for good good bad or indifferent research and vet the source so you understand the nature of who's bringing this information to you and the intelligence community you rate a source over by its accuracy over time Mm -hmm. Someone yeah. puts out a uh, honest and scoop over time and it ends up being accurate. Man, this, this source is freaking, they're killing it, right? 100% accuracy. So that's a highly credible source. So a source puts out a bunch of garbage and it, it's wrong every single time. Well, that's a source that you're, you're no longer going to go back to. So the American populace need to start doing that as well. Oh, Somebody's putting out these fantastical, crazy cartoon kind of stories. They keep get, getting proved wrong over and over again. They need to eliminate those sources so that they're not getting confused. It's just feed on the accuracy, accurate sources so that you have a highest understanding of, of factual reality, what's really happening. So you can act and vote in your own best interests, you know? Right. And I, I think anybody who thinks it's cartoonish at this point, I mean, you have the Epstein scandal, right? Sure. Like, like that's yeah. a national, like everyone knows about that, right? Like how, how do you call that cartoonish, right? Like we yeah. all know it's true. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, people would like to believe that it's a very small percentage, that it doesn't happen very much, that it doesn't happen in our town. It certainly doesn't happen in our neighborhoods. It happens to someone else's child. It happens to someone else's child overseas. And people are able, I think by and large, to bury it underneath those, you know, phony news stories like, oh, look, I don't have to worry about this anymore. Look at all the progress that's being made. And I do think that that's part of the agenda. They don't, it's, it's the psychological trauma. They want us not focused on it. They don't want people standing up to it and they want people to, 
many people, most people, and I, and you know, a lot of Americans, we've just been dumbed down. We've been brainwashed. We've been fed through public school, and we've all just been drinking this Kool Aid for so long. And they, and we've been disempowered. A lot of humans are disempowered. They think that somebody else knows better. Somebody else has the answers. What the news puts out is the truth. And whatever you know, someone else is taking care of it. Oh, good. I throw my hands up because that means I don't have to take care of it. And that's what we yeah, need to get away from. A, yeah, that's somebody right. Somebody else has a plan. They're going to come save you. That's right. Your feet up on the on yeah. the sofa and wait. That's right. And, and the, that's it, not the election it. Election comes and goes, and, and we lose. Right. Absolutely yeah, right. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then the other thing too, like so, like the cartoonish aspect. So the Q movement, right? It kind of just it did it it, it 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 took things. It took this whole movement, you know, the idea of child trafficking to a whole different level. But I like the way I look at it, and the way like my, where my research has led me over the years, like these are very dark forces that we're up against. Mm-hmm. Like there's no doubt about that. There is like an actual prevalent evil force, and and, and it's. You know, it could be like on a spiritual realm, however you want to look at it. But there's mm-hmm. definitely something that's permeated, and it mm-hmm. seems like it has just it just r- runs rampant on this earth, man. And and I feel like when people get too close, too close, they are they are executed, sacrificed, or as, as served up as an example. Like you cannot you cannot we approach don't talk this. About you know, this. like Tracy Twyman, who's uh, from our our area, like the Portland area, was a researcher that got in too deep. And in the last few you know weeks of her life, she was talking very openly about how she was being very targeted and then she was found hanging you know very mysterious circumstances you know like you have situations like chris cornell you know mm-hmm. you have chris situations cornell. like uh you know uh, uh, isaac cappy you have situations like uh, uh aaron schwartz you know the founder of reddit like these people are doing work to expose this uh, this this dark force and then the force strikes back in mysterious mm-hmm. ways you know i i just uh have you <laughs> what are your thoughts on all that <laughs> yeah i think uh, well and it's a case by case basis. Yeah. I, I, like Cappy, uh, I, I know a little bit about him, and I think a lot of his followers, unfortunately, are quite uh, um, unstable. He's <laughs> not. He he. There. If we focus on the factual reality that child trafficking is huge, mm-hmm. and there's massive corruption involved in it, you've mm-hmm. got the Epstein, and the Maxwells, mm-hmm. and you've got Harvey Weinstein in mm-hmm. Hollywood doing that. The music industry is rife with it. If you have a child in the music industry, yeah. they are they are in either in harm's way or they're being targeted. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Same thing with uh, Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, and even grown men are expected to to give up homosexual uh, sexual relationships to get the big roles and, yeah. and things like that. Right. Uh, I spent ten years in the industry, and I was on the more conservative, you know, firearms end of the reality mm-hmm. show of. Hollywood, so I, I wasn't gonna in any danger of getting a big A-list actor role of, you know, having to sleep with some creepy executive or anything like that to get a major role. But uh, that, but that reality exists. But uh, I, I resent guys the the predators that that cartoonize this that they they give the left the excuse to write us all off as as cartoon characters and this isn't a real problem so by exaggerating a a an evil epidemic an Mm -hmm. industrial scale abuse the people that exaggerate give the left the the leverage to write us all off and that's Mm -hmm. i don't know how many children are being harmed because of of these these clickbait uh predators but i really resent their influence and Mm -hmm. so that's why i'm adamant that we call out the liars and expose them and um and get them out of the mix now with cappy i found cappy to be a nice guy but he reached out to me uh well he didn't even reach out to me first he mm-hmm. first came out of hollywood and he 
he started posting without even reaching out to me mm -hmm. directly. I need Sawman. I need Sawman security. He went very loud, and uh, and people were saying, "Hey, this guy Cappy is calling for your your security for his, because he's he's a he's an insider and he knows all this stuff." Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, so um, I I wrote him on I think it was on Twitter. I I said, "Hey, Cappy." Um, we've we've got an investigative team mm -hmm. and we've got uh, the ability to bring in legitimate security but we need to know if you're willing to testify if you have factual evidence that will get us convictions in, the, in a court of law and we'll, we'll surround you and uh, even extricate you from this problem if you're in that that great a harm and uh, we will absolutely go after this yeah. mm -hmm. He didn't know what to do with that. Mm. And I think the reason he didn't know what to do with it, I don't think he knew, even though Hollywood is rampant with child, uh, with with um, with pedophilia and child trafficking, I don't know how much actual evidence Cappy knew about because he wasn't prepared to come forth with mm. any evidence or cooperate. So when I responded and said, okay, here I am. I'll help you any way you want. What do you got? He seized up and ran away. Hmm. Yeah. And that's when I was like, oh, okay. And the people that he was dealing with online at the time were these fake people that were out for a lot of attention. So if in his case, if he really wanted help, he would have just reached out straight through the website to me and say, Hey, I need professional security. I've got high level information. I've got cases, I've got evidence that'll put some people away. We would have, we would have convicted those people and we mm. would have protected him. Yeah. Yeah. But instead he, he was all about the media. Oh, I need Salman. I need Salman. I'm like, then dude, why, why haven't I ever heard from you? Yeah. You know, why am I hearing on social media mm -hmm. that yeah. you're going loud? So it was more of an attention thing. And so he went over seas eventually to meet with a lady called Fiona Barnett. Fiona she Barnett, yeah. absolute loony tunes. Okay. And uh, he came back from there saying that she was a very dark uh, energy, a very dark entity, and he was basically terrified. He came back very rattled about whatever he experienced with Fiona over in Australia. And he apologized to some of our staff and some of our volunteers saying, hey, uh, you tell Sawman I'm sorry, and I won't be, I won't be saying anything against him ever again. He's, he's right about her. And uh, I never knew who Fiona was. I just knew that when I started making real arrests on child predators and convictions, people started saying, who's this lady over in Australia? She's completely going off about you. I'm like, never even heard of her. Mm -hmm. What's going on? She's like, oh, he works for Hillary. He's a CIA mind control wizard. Mm -hmm. It's more of this cartoon kind of sure. uh, lunacy. Yeah. I'm like, okay, she's ruining the real cause. And she's saying the president Nixon raped her on air force one, two years before she was born. Either she's just blessed her heart. She maybe she's a real trauma victim, mm -hmm. and God only knows what may have really happened to her, mm -hmm. or she's a deep state plant um, put out there to, to cartoonize and make ridiculous the whole entire notion of child trafficking and discredit the entire uh, topic, which yeah. is what I think she may be up to. I don't know for sure. That's interesting. That's interesting. Uh, if she's an innocent that. victim, then yeah. uh, I'm sorry, but there is zero excuse for her so viciously using her platform to absolutely try to ruin my credibility when I have done absolutely nothing wrong 
or even nothing against her. So mm -hmm. oh, what wow. she did against me was absolutely unacceptable. Oh, wow. I didn't even know that. I, uh, yeah. it's, it's interesting because yeah. like, like one of my red pill moments was listening to a episode of the higher side chats with Greg Carlwood and it was, he was interviewing her and that was my first time I'd ever heard of satanic ritual abuse or anything like that. And I started going down the rabbit hole. So, you know, maybe that just opened my, but no, I didn't know that like there was that, that's crazy. What, what'd she do? Well, well, she, uh, she went quiet. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, at, at some point somebody dropped a big PDF file mm -hmm. with hundreds of documents <clears throat> revealing the fraud that she was Okay, and she went quiet. So from then on, I haven't heard from her, so I'm, I'm perfectly fine to leave it that way. Totally. Sure. Yeah. I'm not going to go out, you know, yeah. attacking yeah, yeah. her and running her down anymore. Sure. I, if she's just not well mentally, I hope she gets yeah. help and healing. I genuinely sure. do, <clears throat> but I'm not going to, I'm not going to just sit on my hands when someone's attacking me oh, yeah, for years no. as she had. So I, I started going back and, you know, shining some light on her and sharing yeah. the documents that were out there. And then uh, I think uh, the heat got a little much for her. She got exposed. I think she, went to ground and uh, maybe hopefully is fixing herself somewhere. Yeah. But, Interesting. Yeah. Cappy wow. was rattled from her. Wow. So uh, I'm not beating up on Cappy, totally. uh, but he was, he was one who seemed to not have the evidence, but he wanted the attention. And I think he was suffering from some depression. Sure. He wasn't doing well in his acting career and uh, he was uh, struggling. And I think uh, he wanted to tap into a, a hot topic and run with the people that were getting big, exposure online at the time that's that's what i see with him and uh his death it seemed to be to me that a lot of people said that there was there's a small crowd there and they're all trying to talk him down off of the bridge and end up throwing himself off the bridge so yeah uh, i think if someone had killed him uh, there would have been a lot of witnesses and uh um that'd be a pretty clear totally. case so he was suffering from depression i think he just uh, i think he was ready to to end his life he seemed kind of suicidal so yeah. sad because i don't think he was a vicious guy i yeah. mean he was never running me down to the degree that you know some of the others were um that were in that little camp mm -hmm. um and once he saw that he was in, in the wrong he quickly apologized so um and, and I, I i talked about him so that we can see that we need to judge each case on an individual basis right mm -hmm. when uh encounter terrorism man when i smoke into a room with steel tea and we're going to do a hostage rescue i read everybody's hands and if somebody's got a, a weapon they raise a weapon to me man i'm going to drop them mm -hmm. and if they raise their hands or if they're they're an innocent victim or just a bystander i'm going to spare them and it's i got to identify sure whether or not they live or die like that in the flash of an eye mm -hmm. scan the scan the room and make those decisions well when we when we vet sources online, we have a lot more time and freedom and liberty mm -hmm. than that. So mm -hmm. I think we need to pause and see who the person is, what their what their um, level of credibility is, what their motive may be, and um, you know, not generalize, but judge every person on their their personal behavior and their personal credibility. Absolutely, case by case basis. Absolutely, Absolutely. yeah. Real real uh, topic, real issue. Yeah. But sometimes there are people that uh, are not honest and let's mm -hmm. not let them ruin the entire topic.
Yeah. Right. Well, I want to see. I want to see the laptop. I want to see Hunter Biden's laptop. Well, I don't want to see it yet. I want something to be done with it. You know what I mean? Like, oh man, we know it. Hunter's Hunter yeah. Biden's laptops are full of filth, as was Anthony Weiner's. Mm. Oh yeah. Of yeah filth. There are just yep. too many witnesses. Yep. I mean, these yep. are these are things that are known. So yep. we, the American people, are being denied justice yep. uh, yes. because these things are not being processed. Yes. Absolutely. And Absolutely. I think our our the nation of our our. Um, the soul of our nation, I like to say, is sick yes. over the lack of justice, man. Yes. Um, you know, not to get into too much of a spiritual thing, but a God is our God is a God of justice. Yes. And we want to see people held to account because mm-hmm. they're ruining life for all the rest of us. Yes. And yeah. when the uh, the creepers and the predators skip away and they get arrogant because they know nobody's ever coming for them, that's yeah. a very bad dynamic for yeah. you and me. Right. And I resent that. And yes. uh, I would love to see. That's why it's it's hope porn to say, oh, there's a plan and they're all going to get rounded mm-hmm. up and brought to justice. Man, I want it to be true. Yeah, I'm begging yeah, for it to I be know. true. Yeah. So that's an easy lure. That's a, an easy carrot to dangle in front of people. Right. If you want a lot of clicks on your channel, you know, uh, you just promise people that there's a big fix coming and they'll be like, oh, yes, you know, and yeah. it's 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 uh, it's unfortunate yeah. uh, that there are predators out there preying on our hopes and manipulating people with these psyops like they're doing because we've right now we got elections stolen from us and we're yeah. what four months into it or whatever and uh yeah. you know we're fighting to try to prove what's going on in maricopa county i uh personally am privy to some of the information there and i'll tell you what there's absolute overwhelming evidence that there was massive election fraud massive in fraud. maricopa county yeah. um, but there's also massive corruption and efforts to suppress that factual yes. evidence. Yes. So which one will win out? Uh, I think we better pray and, yes. uh, and, and hound our officials for support uh, of due process yes. to allow the truth to come out and be acted upon because if they can fix what happened there and bring about the, the rightful winner, uh, Trump will have won Arizona. And then what's gonna happen with uh, Pennsylvania and Georgia and Michigan and the others? those will have to follow suit. They will have to be audited as well. And I'm confident they're going to find the same thing there because we saw that 4 a.m. spike, that famous, <laughs> famous shape where Biden's all of a sudden miraculously instantly in, in the lead, you know, um, blatant, know what, just blatant yeah. uh, corruption. We yeah, weren't up at 4 a.m., but we were all watching. And yeah. It's insulting, <laughs> yeah. right? It's yeah. insulting. It's right in front of yeah. our faces. Yeah. So we deserve justice. We we want it. So yeah, Well, truth sets a precedence. Truth carries with it its own vibrational energy. And, you know, and I, like I say, again and again, we're living spiritual beings in these physical uh, suits. And with truth carrying its own frequency and its own energy, the more we can have truth and have transparency in all areas of our lives and in particular where it pertains to our government, where it pertains to our media, it sets a tone and it begins to create an energetic shift for humanity and on top of which sunshine disinfects abuse and that's what needs to happen here. So. Yes, man. Yeah, man. I like that. Sunshine's the best antiseptic for corruption. That's yes. it. That's Let's it. let that puppy shine, shine man. Yep. Let's shine it all we can. You got yep. it. Yep. Even if it means it all comes crashing down, right? That's, <laughs> That's what needs to happen. It does. Yeah. yeah. Hey, look, uh, you know, back to the border real quick. You yeah. asked me, I didn't really finish. Some of the thing that's going on right now is our, our federal law enforcement agencies are, are being tasked to move humans in ways that I think are, are illegal, okay. uh, nefarious ways. Yep. Uh, look, uh, 
there's nothing secretive about honorable and and standard immigration. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All of our you know families migrated here from somewhere, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And uh, you know somewhere along the line, and that's honorable and good. That's fine. Mm -hmm. I love that, mm -hmm. and we want that to continue. Mm -hmm. But what's going on now when government chartered buses and vans are having the license plate taken off, mm. and they're moving nothing but children to facilities like the one in in Tucson here by the racetrack that's full of children and they won't answer questions. The federal um, agents that are running the facility won't answer questions on who's being kept there or for what purpose. Well, hold on. If they're immigrants, shouldn't the answer be, oh, these are immigrant children and, and this is a holding facility until they get reunited with their parents. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But no, uh, the agents are lying saying that they're working on the racetrack. And people are, you know, <laughs> we're investigative reporters from Steve Bannon's crew and Daniel McCarthy's crew going, wait a minute, uh, since when does U.S. Customs, uh, when's, when has the U.S. Customs Department gotten involved in the, the racing uh, community? When have you gotten into construction of, of race car tracks? Using children uh, as your employees. Uh, and when, <laughs> you know, and with um, National Guard troops in there as well. So we got National Guard troops and customs agents and local law enforcement off duty in uniform providing security for a holding facility with a bunch of children in there and they are not willing to to address the honest issue they're not willing to say what the facility is and so why all the secrecy if you're having to remove the license plates from buses and chartered vans and if you're having to tell families in laredo go back inside your homes uh, you can't come out right now. And why not? Why not, officer? We, just just stay in your home. We're, we're just rec strongly recommend. We're not telling you you're detained, but we're strongly recommending you not come out of your home for the next two hours. <sighs> why, why all the secrecy? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I mean, if it's just a brush across the border, hey, you know what? Sorry, I'm local sheriff so-and-so. We're in a mad rush of illegal immigrants. We can't stop them all. It may not be safe. Please stay in your home and safeguard yourself right that that would be an honest but no 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 a lot of the guys that are telling being told to stay in their homes to me they're telling me they believe that they're they're trucking immigrants illegally through there the u.s government is customs yeah. border patrol yeah so uh, that's 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 very painful for me i've been a federal agent i've been in federal law enforcement and i don't like that man yeah if it's honorable and legitimate there's no national security there's no operational security when it comes to immigration mm -hmm. immigration is an honorable and straight process by mm -hmm. which we move to other countries mm -hmm. yeah yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so there's nothing creepy or secret about that when done uh legally in good faith so i have very high concerns about the lack of control on our border the lack of media coverage the lack of presidents or a pre presence by our White House, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and the fact that we've just left our our border wide open, in this massive flood of criminal invasion from people from all over the all over the world coming into our country, are they bringing in backpack nuclear weapons? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Neither does the federal government. How yeah. many Al Qaeda? How many ISIS are pouring in? I don't know. 
And guess what? Neither does our federal government. They don't know who's coming in because any and everybody's coming in because we have no control yeah. of access. Yeah. And are they? And that's not racist to say I don't want a, a complete lack of control to get Chinese agents in here and ISIS and Al Qaeda uh, terror cells yeah. with backpack nukes or chemical weapons pouring across our, our border. It's not okay. And there's nothing racist about that. It's just a matter of national security. That is a matter of national security. Yeah. At the very least, you think they'd have people standing down there, like making sure that they're social distancing and wearing masks, right? <laughs> I mean, come on, right? Like, <laughs> it just tells you know me what it's I will say. Baloney. It's all phony baloney, man. Like, when it so comes a lot to of my stuff, buddies, yeah. you know, they're a lot of my buddies down there are are, are encountering groups of uh, fifty and a hundred in a house, yeah. or in two houses adjacent to each other, and when when I see the photos, I gotta say. All of the immigrants, they have their paper masks on. Okay. They have their paper masks on, man. Okay. We may be getting invaded by people from all over, but all the ones that I've seen, man, they got their paper masks on. Wow. Okay. <laughs> wow. I mean, fact is a stranger than fiction sometimes, man. Yes. They're swimming across our river and they're, uh, <laughs> of course, you know what? Maybe, maybe it's that law enforcement. I'll have to ask my buddies, Hey, did you guys pass out masks? Is that something you have to do wow. so that because they're, they're sit in a group, yeah. Yeah. you have to pass out. That may be something that they're maybe. required to do. That actually makes more sense than <laughs> people that are breaking our law and invading our country. Maybe you know, or, wearing masks. Because, maybe. Or, or that's how thick the programming is. Like they don't have shoes. They don't have water, but they sure as hell got their masks. Anyway, well, I know they're given, they're given money when they come yeah, into exactly. the United States. They're given a big envelope with yep. uh, tickets and, yep. and contacts and, and money and, uh, yeah, that, that, of course, that I'm tells, not going to get that. That just screams agenda right there. Yeah. Destabilization. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, Man. I would kind of like to wrap it back to, you know, um, I'm a father of a four and five year old and Megan, you're a mother and have children as well. So, I mean, what can what should we do? What can what should we do with with our children to protect them from from the threat of child trafficking? Yes. One of the big things is a phone. Children now have phones at much earlier ages than they used to. And what they don't realize is apps like TikTok and others uh, can have a lot of surreptitious features in them that the child doesn't know. So if a child's on any app and they're playing with what they think is other children, educate your children, let them know it may not be a child. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. because they're pretending to be a child or they show you pictures of a child doesn't mean that, that they're a child on the other end. So they can sucker your young boy or girl into showing them, you know, um, inappropriate uh, revealing photographs or even video. Mm -hmm. And then they can use that to blackmail for more and sell it on the Internet. And uh, a lot of these apps, they have facial recognition software. They have surreptitious video and photography in it. So just because the green light's not on doesn't mean that the that the app isn't taking video and still images because a lot of them do. Right. And they even geolocate the child. So even though your child may not be uh, actively participating, your child gets off out of elementary school and is riding the bus or the the predators or you're tracking your child, little beep, boop, boop on the map. They know exactly what bus your child is and what bus stop they get off and they can be there waiting for them. Bop on the back of the head, back in the, in the back of a creepy rape van, Zoom, often never be seen or heard from. Again, 
that's heartbreaking. I don't want that to happen to anybody. And if we all let our children know about it, then they know, okay, show mommy and daddy what apps you've got on there so that we can check them and, and check into who they're dealing with. Those mm -hmm. are huge safeguards, guys, mm -hmm. for our children. Mm -hmm. And also take their, their phones at night and charge them in your master bedroom where they can't get to them because yeah. a lot of times at night, that's when they get in the most trouble. Yeah. Them. Yeah, absolutely. You know, those are those are great things. Those there are great go. things to do, and just teach them. Don't 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 scare them. You know, fear is a liar. I don't like uh, taking away a childhood's uh, a child's uh, happy childhood and, and yeah. innocence mm -hmm. by giving them too much information. Mm -hmm. But I think my dad get, did it well by saying, "Hey, there's there's creepy men out there that may um, want to advance on you sexually, and it's inappropriate." And they may be kidnappers. Mm -hmm. So yeah. they, they may be people that would harm you. Mm -hmm. So just keep an eye out when you go into public restroom, have your head on swivel, son, just know who's around you and, and to watch out for yourself. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't scared growing up, but I was aware, mm -hmm. you know, when I walk up to the little urinal as my, as a boy in a, in a movie theater, if a man came in there, I wasn't terrified and running around in figure eights screaming, but I just, I just made sure I knew who was yeah. there. And I, I was, I was aware. And I was ready to, to take care of myself right. uh, to the degree the little boy could. So just get, make them aware that there are predators out there. Yeah. Some of them are bad and they may want to harm you. Uh, don't take rides with them. And uh, not all predators are strangers. So we right. used to use yeah. the term stranger danger. Right. Now it's uncle danger. It's mm -hmm. aunt danger. Yeah. It's babysitter danger. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I hate to say it, but it's scout leader danger. Yeah. It's Sunday school teacher yeah. danger yeah. because know, where children are that's where the monsters go they position the monsters, themselves to be in a position to groom these children they're not hiding on the outskirts of society they're right in the mix with them predators love uh access to children they yeah. love unsupervised access yes. and they will fight to get those trusted jobs to get that access so we have to uh i'm i'm a big advocate of you know trust but verify i like additional adults watching any group mm. of children that are that are being um you know in a room along with adults and i like uh, cameras even better yeah, um, yeah. watch them you yeah, know, just uh you know, just invade their privacy a little bit so that we make sure the little ones are okay yep. just, just yeah, let them get through childhood happy and safe and because there's enough torment and stress <laughs> and yeah it's coming when, for when them anyway adults, yep. right yep. Uh, totally. to 18. <laughs> you're right and we yeah, just yeah. do that yeah. yep can yeah. we just do that, Your Honor? Can yeah. we yeah. just get the children to 18? Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, Absolutely. protecting innocence could yeah. be the most precious thing that we could do globally yes. because that is what's being corrupted from everybody on every level and hitting the most innocent among us. Yeah, that's that's a fact, Megan. And I, I'm so glad you, you, you brought that up in closing because it is for some of these darker people and for some it is a satanic cult and yes. they do have rituals yes and those weirdos do torture the children they yeah. even murder them yeah in a lot of cases and it is all about for those sickos that worship the ancient gods of moloch and ball yeah. yeah. they believe that torturing children and shattering their minds and wrecking their psyche traumatizing them to where their brains don't work right and their lives are ruined is somehow going to benefit them yeah. from satanic dark side yes they do so it's it, it's about defiling god's most precious and yes. innocent meaning ruining yes. their their destiny and their purpose yes. 
Yes. There's nothing more evil than that. Right. I, I don't want to even be in the same universe when those people stand before God Almighty yes. one day. Yes. On their judgment day, because that day does come. It does. And I can't imagine what they're thinking, how they're thinking that's going to go. But uh, that's what it's about for some of those, yeah. Megan. Yeah. And that's why they do it. And yes. that's why we all must stand up against it. It's the worst thing I can think of. It is. And I think that's why it exists. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, yeah. Wow. Craig, thank you so much, man. Like, I, I hope you do you take time to take care of yourself, you know, like distance yourself yeah. from this stuff. You have some good self-care that you practice. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. this is heavy, heavy stuff, you know, just, just sitting here with you today. I'm just like, ugh. Oh. So thankful that you do yeah. what you yeah. do yeah, that because just, it is like, the, the beacon and the light. Yeah. And it is, again, that vibrational truth that we can latch on to and that we can use as guidance and the flashlight onto our paths as we take steps forward also. I'm so grateful for what you did. Like yeah. I say, I watched uh, your documentary with my 9, 12, and 14-year-old uh, the other day. And we have pretty uh, – I'm a pretty open mom. We talk about all things very openly and, and carefully, but, but very openly. And so my children are very much – uh, aware, um, but also I'm glad that they can't conte con contextually um, put it into a category. Like they they're not uh, they're not victims, and uh, hopefully with uh, the safeguards that we put in place and these kind of conversations and the conversations we have at home with our children and, and safeguarding them, that, that will never be the case. And and sometimes it is the case. Sometimes it is the case. But the best that we can do uh, as parents and as a, a community and as humanity is to continue to put the innocence of children, the innocence of people on the highest shelf of preservation and to protect it. And that's what we all come together for. Yeah. That innocence is worthy of protection. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah, it is. It is. It's Absolutely. the one thing that once it's gone will never ever come back, and it is. Uh, it is a precious, sacred thing. The innocence, I feel, is uh, something that has so deeply and desperately and preciously to do with soul connection to the mind. And like you say, some of these, you know, satanic people that the whole point is to, and, and just a lot of uh, people who abuse people in the world in general, it's about shattering the psyche. It's about um, breaking the soul because then people can be controlled for uh, a different purpose, you know, and it, and it is, it really is mind slavery uh, as much as it is physical slavery and it is um, very diabolical. But I think that, uh, again, the sunshine disinfecting the abuse, um, when we see people getting locked up, when we see people taking a stand, all of these things are also happening on the flip side and they will continue to happen. Woo! Yeah. Yeah. yeah, man. Amazing. Yeah. I love awesome. that. Awesome. Craig, tell us how uh, the audience can come support you, support your cause, support Veterans for Child Rescue, everything. Yeah, brothers. Well, they can go to vetsforchildrescue.org, and that's our website. So there's a wealth of information there on uh, how to empower people with all the knowledge of how this happens and how you can do something about it, how you can educate your children. So there's a lot there. There's a, a donate page and buttons. There's very handsome merchandise yep. that you can Ooh, buy to show people how that you're part of the solution that you're you're a right fighter and that you're a champion for children and you stood up with us and support us in some way and uh there's the link to contraland though there's the um contralandmovie.com is the website that uh you can go anyone can go and watch contraland on 24 7. we recommend you watch it on a big screen with yeah. big sound because yeah it's it's a quality yeah. documentary it, it was is. filmed yep. in 4k and yeah. uh, the audio is great and um, very we're just well done. grateful to bring that to the people as a good faith public service alert yes yep, and absolutely. uh so that's for and contraland.com are the links and we appreciate all your support and uh 
there's more coming, man. And awesome. pray for our team, pray yes. for the children that are out there suffering only God knows what yes. and all the different scenarios, uh, abusive mommies and daddies and, uh, and, and traffickers and all the, all the madness. It's just, yeah. it should not be. I'd like to think that we are above that in the United States, but clearly we're not because yeah. it, it's, it's huge. It is. And, yeah. uh, you know, it is, it is, uh, is spiritual at the core of this conflict. There is a, such a thing as negative evil energy, and there is such a thing as positive yes. good energy, yes. and they are at clashed, yeah. uh, titanic clash right now, and yeah. uh, the children are, are at the very center. They're on the front lines, bless they their are. heart, they are. of this, wow. this war. So, man, we appreciate you guys' support. We, I appreciate you guys having me on Absolutely. and highlighting this issue and giving me a chance to speak and share a little about, about what's going on and empower people with the knowledge that they yes. deserve to know yes. and uh wish you guys nothing but the best rage on and keep speaking the truth yes. man you know we will thank yeah. you yes. you too craig thank yeah, you thank so you very so much craig. craig we're very yeah. appreciative yeah. have a good night god bless guys god, god bless craig bye-bye whoa that wow. was great that was a great dude he's awesome megan what did you think just um, incredible, and, and the passion behind what he does—he's very heartfelt. I can see the the, the frustration and kind yeah. of feeling demoralized. And I, and I, I mean, from as an outsider who doesn't deal with these things on the day to day, and I'm not in the thick of it with you know, as we said, boots on the ground. But but I can feel that as an empathic person, I can sense the energy. And I can and I can see in his face. I I can only imagine um, how that feels for people on the front line who are actually witnessing all of these atrocities with their own eyes. And so. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm encouraged they have a way for people to kind of support them. I really like the advice he had, especially I think the whole electronics thing, that's a huge window for monsters yeah. to crawl in. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that, you know, I know there was like a little thing sometime back where people talking about, you know, the child's privacy and not wanting to step on children. So look, we're parents. That's the whole point of why children have parents is that we are to regulate, monitor, and structure their lives so that they that harm does not come to them. Undue harm does not come to them. And so it's not about privacy. Our children are not our buddies. We are their parents and we're meant to guide them and to protect them. And if that includes they don't like that we're looking in their phones, well, that's too bad because the phones were a privilege. Um, and we need to make sure that we're safeguarding them. And I think that that's a huge way, just like how we were on Contraland, you know, these people are reaching out through phones. These people are reaching out through, you know, what was it? Craigslist. You know, it, yeah, it's yep, it's yep. it's so prevalent. And like I said, people want to think door. that this isn't happening. It doesn't ha sure didn't happen in, in our town. It doesn't happen in my neighborhood when when truly it does happen. Yeah. And uh, and it's being being aware and monitoring these um, potential, you know, access points that these these predators who, you know, we all I think that's important also. And we always talk about like. Someone can't understand, you know, the, the deep state agenda because our minds don't work like that. Like, you know, but they believe that, yeah. but they believe that. And yeah, just yeah. as much as we can't possibly imagine, you know, torturing, raping, murdering, getting excited by not feeling satiated by enough child rape, murder, death. The other side is yeah. that they do. Yeah, they I, do. I think the conversation we just had, though, like really kind of paints the path to there, right? Like right. It's, yeah. it's yeah. like the, the escalation of the porn, you know, like it is. gets you to that I, point, right? Like, I think that, like, that, that path, I mean, uh, when you watched his video and I know you guys all saw the same thing, like some of these guys, like it looked like it was maybe their first time. Right. But like, but I don't think it was though. Maybe it wasn't, but it looks like that. Maybe, but but I think deal. predators. That's the thing well, with predators you, yeah. because they look innocent. They look like but they all had a first time. Oh, they all know, had man. a first time. They all had a first time, right? But I'm just saying, like I don't that mo like unless they're um, like sadistic predators for the most part. I mean, it's a shameful thing. 
most people are not going to admit that it's not their first time. And most people don't wake up and they're 30, 40 years old and they're ha they have careers and all of a sudden they're interested in children. They've been yeah, interested in children. Right. This isn't right. something that they, they, they didn't just become. They didn't just become like, you're wow. not all of a sudden next year we're going to find out, oh shit, Ed got into some shady stuff. Like that's never going to happen. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. this is within them. And, and there's nothing too, like like you were saying, like you, you can't just tell by looking at them. Like, I don't know, man. Like it's weird. But you because, know what's like, funny? Because when we looked at mug shots that that's time. I just going to say. That's okay. what I was just going to say. Yes. Is that like part of my job is I have to look at mug shots for like, like here local in Eugene. I know that there's different laws, but like all the people that get arrested in the county jail here, they post their mug shots every day. And so yeah. like part of me, part of my job is I have to look through, make sure like, you know, whatever. So. But but it's like and then you get to the the section of the list where it's all like 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 rape one like like sex sex abuse one like all the stuff involving children. They it's look like, the same. Yeah, I could call that a mile away. And like you scroll through, you can almost without even looking. You're like, oh, I bet I know what his charges are. Yep, sure enough. Like, okay, and so you were doing like, at that time when we were remember? looking at mugshots, yeah, yeah. and then when I was watching yeah. Contraland, yeah. every yep. this, like, every single one of look. those men, and that yep. I was like, holy yep. shit, because what look. you said, I kind of was like, well, maybe not. But now that I'm more familiar with like, okay, I'm very familiar it's with weird. the Jezebel spirit and how it's that weird. manifests in people, and it behaves and looks the same. The look in the eye is the yeah. same it's across weird. all people who are indwelt with this particular spirit. Yeah. And I think it's the same. Whatever this spirit is it's not the Jezebel spirit but whichever it is that indwells people who prey on children it gives them a similar look across all of them yeah. and uh and so yeah that was it was it's uncanny weird. it's, weird. And it's then, uncanny like, and, like, and I've disclosed on the show before I've spent a little time incarcerated too and all the people that are there for those charges they all look the same too you yeah can tell them a mile you can away, tell dude. it's so weird and so, so creepy, I'm dude. starting to notice yeah, it man it's weird it's weird yeah so um, now we'll, we'll, so when you, you haven't have when you watch Contraland again, yeah. we'll, we'll have to sit. Sure. But just no, like no, I was no, like, no, but no, I was no really focused shots. on the predator's faces yeah. just because of what you said, and I was like, holy yeah, shit, to, you to, weren't kidding. What is it? OregonCrimeNews.com. If you guys know what I'm talking about, you can go look at the. Yeah. Anyway, but uh, and then another thing too, I got out of that, which is great. So like when we start getting attacked by these little twenty-year-old social justice warriors, you know, threatening like mask, death, with masks, threatening death upon with, us, yeah, with, with masks <laughs> on their profile picture, I used to be like, come back when your brain's fully developed. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> But it's so true, and I've said that for a long time, that, you know, and, and even in my own life, I've talked about just kind of in an, an off-the-cuff way that I don't really feel like I fully had a grasp of what my life or my purpose was, and I really didn't feel grown up even though I was raising children and had a family. I didn't feel mature or grown until I was, like, early to mid-30s, like, really where I felt yeah, like I had here. some say and control. And it's not because I wasn't living my life in a responsible way. I didn't mm -hmm. do the responsible things, but as in my internal being, I can look back now and say I was not grown up yet. Yeah. I was not oh, grown yeah. up yet. It's so important. And it's funny because, I mean, I've been a victim of sexual abuse mm -hmm. in my childhood, you know, seen horrific things. It's, it's interesting. Um, anyway. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I'm grown up yet. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, <laughs> yeah. I'm, still, I'm just but starting it's, it's, to It's all a journey. Yeah. Visualize myself as maybe. But that just but goes no. to show you that like, okay, but I mean, a 13 we, we year old girl, a 17 year old girl, yeah. 14 year old boy, a two year old boy, an infant, they're not consenting. Sure. They're yeah. not consenting. So oh, yeah. this kind of goes back to yeah. all of that. Yeah, they, yeah. They're, they're not consenting. Sure. And, and I think another thing that, um, you know, like you said that the one person was kind of whoever you used to work with or have made the comment about, oh, well, that just, it, it, it takes away from what's yeah. happening in the house. Yeah. But I also feel like that that's a really damning and damaging thing to say because um, 
yeah, that's true that it's happening in the home, but a lot of time what's happening in home is these children are being trafficked and shared yeah. around town. Yeah. These are trafficking rings. There's daycare, you know, sex rings. Yeah. There's a lot of things that go on that to, to just say that it's the creepy uncle or the dad, it's, it's really not putting into context. And you also have to understand we're not talking about a 12-year-old or a 14-year-old or a 16-year-old girl who's smiling wildly like they would have you believe in pornography, that girls are supposed to behave. What we're talking about is children who are afraid. Mm. They're being hurt. They're being mm torn they're crying they're being broken they're bleeding they're sobbing for their parents and these people are able to continue to either maintain erections or maintain their oh, behavior yeah. and this is a yeah. behavior that they are not satiated by and this is a hard thing to say i understand no, it's not no, comfortable no, I mean, to say sure. but people need to understand it's not just some moaning consensual couple with yeah. like a you know kind of an, a, an older teenage girl and a man that's in his 20s and i think that that is that societal cognitive dissonance what we're talking about are people who get off literally get off on the suffering oh, and yes. the pain and the tears and the tears of children yeah so that's, yeah, that's what that's we it. fight against yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 100 yeah. percent. And, and i i, I think I think that they're, you know, I'm, I think of like Pizzagate, right? Like mm -hmm. it's, it's like they use these things to like try to disprove everything. Like, mm -hmm. oh, this crazy guy went and shot up the thing. But then you yeah. really look at it and you look at the whole thing. Well, he just I shot the hard drive. Yeah, That's kind of weird. Like, I, you know, well, I, I'm, no, I'm, I'm oh, not yeah. saying I'm not saying Pizzagate's not real. I'm, I'm saying that Pizzagate is yeah. an example they use to say that this doesn't happen at all. Right. Right. That's oh, yeah. that's what the well the because they'll take the from, extreme right? stories and they'll say oh because it's extreme like <coughs> it's like people who say that snuff videos don't exist yeah yeah okay there's nothing new under the sun yeah there's no chance in hell that any actual grown up human being can possibly believe that yeah we live in a huge world with seven and a half Dark billion web, people for now until they depopulate rooms. us yeah it, it is it's it's a very big deal and so this stuff does exist the deepest darkest things that you don't want to wrap your mind around that's what actually you do need to focus on because again it's that it's that exposure that begins to shift the narrative for the children that have zero control over their lives or anything that's happening to their bodies their minds or their spirits yep. yeah absolutely yeah Whew. this well, was a heavy one guys yeah, it was heavy but it was it but was i'm, I'm so grateful that he came and, on yeah, yeah, and dude, yeah he's awesome. just uh he's got a good heart man. great you warrior see it you yeah you see it mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. um yeah great super grateful yeah definitely Wow. Okay. Well, so we're going to wrap it up. Let's do it. All right, everybody. Well, please go and find Craig the Sawman Sawyer at vetsforchildrescue.org and go find his documentary, contralandmovie.com. Please uh, continue. Yeah. Oh. I had a shirt. I have no idea what happened to it, dude. I ordered Wait, one. you had his shirt? I have a Veteran for Child Rescue shirt. Oh. Yeah, I, I literally can't. I must have lost it in the move or something. I've been looking all over for it for the last couple Well, of I didn't years. know he had them, so yeah, I'm going to yeah, order yeah, one yeah, yeah. tonight. I'm but yeah, order In addition one, to like supporting yeah. a great cause, that's yeah. like a good-looking shirt. It's a good-looking yeah. shirt. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I was wearing it to the gym all the time. Yeah. Like, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, and then I have no idea what happened to it. Okay. I'm going to have to order one. Yeah, I'll have to order another one, too. Anyway, Anyways, all right, everybody. Well, thank you very much for sitting in with us through these kind of uh, intense and mm -hmm. heavy subjects, but we know that you want to know because we want to know because we want to put an end to this and we want to shift things around. So yeah. uh, we appreciate your love and your support. And uh, until next time, I'm Megan sitting here with Scott and Ed. We wish all of you intellectual prosperity. Good night. Ding.